Are you in search for a contractor for your next project? Are you unsure about your plans, needs, and wants for this project? Do you need someone who will get back to you? I can tell you that our goal is to better serve you using proper customer service. Here at Dynamic, we continually improve to make every task and process better for you and your home. In a changing world, find a contractor that maintains a foot in the past for customer relations and a foot in the future to improve your biggest investment. Learn more about Dynamic Innovations for your Dynamic Renovations today at dynamicgeneralcontractingltd.com. You're listening to the Prairie Contractor Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Prairie Contractor Podcast brought to you by Dynamic General Contracting. My name is Kyle Colomb and I am the owner of Dynamic General Contracting and I will be your host for this episode. Well, tough times currently still here in Alberta, so hopefully I can bring some positivity to your day. We have a fantastic guest on this episode who I will introduce shortly. But uh, I wanted to chat about a question we received on our last podcast about difficult contractors or two podcasts ago. The question was, what would you recommend to clients who have had bad luck with contractors? Now, if you've had bad luck with contractors, I'm sorry for that experience. We're not all like that. Many of us try to strive to make the industry better. And unfortunately, like anything else, a few bad eggs basically put egg, put puts egg on everybody else's face. So now what can you learn from that experience? How how would you or how would I vet a contractor? Research being the, the number one way. And when you're researching a person, you're going to start with the online presence. Now, things such as what type of content do they create? Is it engaging? Does it look good? Does it make sense? Does it fit your criteria? Is it projects that uh, you are looking to have done? What are their customers saying in the comments on these media posts or the reviews that they have? Google reviews, number one place to check. There's other platforms. Facebook has a review system. There's Trusted Pros, Homestars, Yelp, all kinds of things. Now, when you found a handful of contractors, usually three is a, is a good number, how, how are you contacting them? How are they replying to you? Are they returning your phone calls? Are they only messaging you? Is it only by emails? And when this exchange is happening, what, quant- what kind of questions are they asking you? Do they build trust? Are they listening and learning what your project is? Are they asking you what kind of conditions you're looking for in the project? What's the schedule? What's the timeline? Uh, Are they asking you what your experience is with renovations and other contractors? Are they providing you with a ballpark estimate over the phone just to see what your reaction is? These are all questions that we like to ask when we're vet well when we're vetting potential clients now one thing too is 
What kind of information are you getting about them? Do you have to ask for it? Better yet, are they taking the initiative to provide you with their information, their business information? Are they sending you their insurances, WCB, trade tickets, references, resumes, things like that? Does it all make sense when you put it together? Examples of work, that's a huge one. And at at the very at the very end of it all, trust your gut. Most times, I, I feel 50-50, we ignore what our gut feeling is, and when we do, that's usually where we don't feel so good after things go wrong, so I definitely say trust your gut. If you don't feel comfortable with the type of project with that contractor, or, or that maybe you're not comfortable with the overall potential cost of that project, or what it, what it entails, take a step back and reevaluate things. So, hopefully that helps in your decision and hunt for contractors. Now let's jump into our interview. I had the pleasure of having Mike McCormick of World 4 Coverings on our show. So I'm going to play the interview that we had and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey Mike, how's it going? Hello, hello Kyle, I'm well, how are you? Pretty good. So I wanted to do a quick introduction for our listeners. So uh, Mike McCormick, He's a fellow Nate alumni. Uh, we met in uh, at a BNI St. City chapter meeting where you bought me breakfast. Ten years of experience in flooring sales in the residential, commercial, and restoration industries, and now you're uh, a partner in the newly acquired World Floor Coverings. Just to quickly sum up, Mike McCormick, <laughs> you did a pretty good job. That that nails it. Awesome, awesome. So. Welcome to the podcast. For our listeners, again, we're going to chat about uh, you, Mike. I want to learn more about your your journey of uh, getting into the flooring business, uh, the years it took to, to develop your, your black book of business, the things that you may have uh, picked up along the way, and uh, how you transitioned into owning your own business. So uh, let's start at the very beginning. How did you get into the construction industry? Take us as far back as you need to. So we could go back about nine years ago. I actually originally thought I was going to be an electrician because my dad was an electrician by trade and, and did well at that. So after high school, I played a couple of years soccer at Nate, took some business courses. And then I thought I was going to go be an electrician in Fort Mac. And I was a terrible electrician. Um, so I worked up there for like nine months and uh, wasn't keen on it. My brother worked at Ashley Fine Floors. And, um, I just, I came back after, after I did my first year of electrical and I was like, I really don't want to go back up North. I, uh, I hated being <laughs> away from my friends and family. I, I missed the social aspect of being a, being a city guy. So, um, he was like, well, why don't you come sell floors? I'm like, sure. I'm 21. Like, let's do it. Let's go for it. So, uh, he hit, he was starting to, to make some okay money. He was enjoying it. And, uh, he was, he, he sold me on it. So uh, I started there yeah, about nine years ago and uh, just kind of ran with it. Bob Heslip was the owner there. They're the family owned and operated. And uh, he kind of showed me the ropes when I was, when, when I was a kid there and uh, yeah, kind of fell in love with it. I, I to this day, I, I love going to work. I, I uh, love working with new people, love meeting new people and every day is a little different. So um, yeah, just kind of, oddly fell into the the flooring industry through my brother and then some friends and then uh just kind of grew my 
book of business, my love for the industry year by year. And then uh, as of three months ago, I am the new owner along with a partner at uh, World Floor Coverings. <laughs> nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Is it, uh, have you like, has reality kind of set in yet? Or are you still in kind of like the honeymoon phase of things? A, a lot of people ask me that. And like, to be honest, like it's the same order of business. I'm still, I'm still doing the same things for the most part every day. It's more so managing people and people coming to me for, for answers. And, and I, I was, I thought I was ready for that. And I was excited for that. And I wanted to take on more and I wanted more responsibility, um, uh, over the last couple of years at, at, at my, uh, my time at Ashley's. So, um, this, this for me is fun. It, it's, it's more responsibility. It's, it's more, um, just, just the, it was the next step in my career. And I, and I, I really felt I was ready for it. And, and now that I'm, you know, a few months in, I'm, uh, I think I'm doing all right. So, um, I, I'm enjoying it. So I, Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I've, uh, so a question for that popped in my head in that description, getting into sales at like 21, 21 years of age, like what did that feel like? Do you think there was like a big learning curve or like, since you were already kind of a people person, it, it was, it was a fairly easy thing to grasp. Honestly, the best work experience I ever had, I skipped this out at the beginning, but I highly recommend it to anyone that's not sure of what they want to do or somebody that wants to kind of get out of there. I was always a social guy, but I worked at a restaurant. I worked at Joey's downtown for six months and I met so many people I had to adapt and learn like serving uh food and alcohol like yeah. just dealing with different people all different walks of life problem solving on the spot all sales trades um you really get thrown right into it as a as a kid when I was like 19 um at a restaurant so I I, I said it before like I, I really strongly uh, advise people if they're not sure what they want to do or want to want to meet more people or step out of their comfort zone or learn the basics yeah. of, you know, really any business or dealing with people, uh, serving at a restaurant is, is awesome. So <laughs> you get, the yeah, that's of, kind of, yeah. The gift of gab yeah. and you, you meet different people. You can open up some network here and there. And like the, the industry is like the, uh, the restaurant industry is that probably kind of small, like, like, if you go to like, cause there's, there's like industry nights and things like that, where you kind of like collaborate and meet different people at different restaurants. Is there not? Yeah, you do. And you, and you spend so much time with these people. And then like still to this day, like the people that I met at the restaurant, like I'm still friends with, I do business with some of them. Now they have families. They like, we've all just like watched each other grow from like being servers to like, you know, just taking other steps and paths and, uh, yeah, it's just I just think it's a great place to learn the basics and uh, yeah. and figure out like where your strengths are and your weaknesses. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good a good starting point for sure. Tough That's time kinda... for those people in the 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 restaurant industry to say the least. Oh yeah, it's, we're gonna be yeah, pretty don't... happy when things go back to normal, so we can we can get that uh, well of experience and and getting the the youth back into. <laughs> back into getting to work essentially right oh yeah don't don't get me started on that <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's unfortunate what's what's going on with them for sure right now and, and i i really do uh feel bad for, for uh for the people in that industry sure. right now but oh we're gonna we're gonna see it 
years to come the repercussions and in, like every industry of like what 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 we're dealing with right now um we're so not talking you- about covid today though no, no, no. <laughs> no, positive. We're talking about positive stuff. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we've already hit rock. Well, hopefully we've hit rock bottom. I think we have. So it's only uh, the only direction is up from this point. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, 21, you get into Ashley's, you start, uh, you start working uh, the flooring sales. Do they? Do you just concentrate on the retail side, or do you do you start kind of doing project management? Like, tell us a little bit of about that process in inside inside the company, if that's okay. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit of both. Uh, at the time that I started, we were just we just got on the list uh, to be a preferred uh, insurance vendor. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of my focus when I started, it was kind of like Google restoration companies in Edmonton and then like cold calls while <laughs> like helping, you know, retail customers that would come in. Cause I had like a little desk kind of right at the front. So I'd combination of, you know, helping people walking, walking in and then trying to build some, you know, recurring business too. So yeah, starting at, you know, zero to, uh, basically growing year over year by, you know, making new connections, um, doing a, doing a good job. I mean, it go, it's a, it's a team effort. You need to have the, you need to have the company, you need to have the installers, you need to have the suppliers. So it, it's, it's using all your resources to put a package together for yeah. uh, a, an individual client customer and, um, and, and, and making a good experience for everyone involved. And then that just led to more and more uh, business. Well, the, the nice thing too that I've noticed in your your package, like it's kind of a, like t- to simplify, it's like a three prong thing. Like you have the sales side, uh, where you know you're you're basically putting the sales package together. You have knowledge of the project, which would be the second part portion. Like you know what products are going to work well in what situation. The third is like having a, like some of the construction experience like knowing how the installation is going to be done how long it's going to take because those are pretty pretty key things like when you when you deliver that package because if you don't know uh enough of any of those three uh, you, you kind of look like a donkey pretty quick right <laughs> <laughs> no to- totally and that's why there's there's a lot of people in our industry that were like formerly installers so um yeah i didn't have any installation experience but i did enough jobs and managed enough jobs been to enough job sites talked to enough installers ran enough jobs that you know you everyone i'm still still learning there's still yeah. certain things that come up on jobs that you're like oh, i'm not sure let me make a call but you lean on crews you lean on people with more experience and then you become the you know the guy with the answers um, yeah. to get, cause you've been in situations cause you've done these jobs and you, you kind of know how to get out of them. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of moving parts to the whole, like from start to finish um, it's second nature for me now. So you got like new people coming in. They're like, well, how'd you do that so fast? How'd you put that? It's like, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like Planning. changing a diaper. Like yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it just uh, it, it's, it's second nature. Cause I think I really enjoy it too. So it helps because I'm never like, I don't remember the last time I was like watching the clock or like ever like wondering what day it was or usually, usually it's like Thursday. I'm like, it needs to be 
Tuesday right now. <laughs> so that's, but like, that's, that's everybody in the trades, right? We yeah. could be working like seven days a week. If there was an eighth day of the week, we'd still be working that day as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, like in our business too, it's like, what's it saying? Like if it make hay when the sun shines. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I well, because like, like some yeah, you you know what I mean. But like with the restoration work that we do, like the the insurance stuff, it's like it it can be like steady, it can be quiet, and then it can be all hands on deck. If we have like a storm, that's when we get that's when we get pretty spread out. And but we work with contractors that are, you know, in the same boat. They're scrambling too. So I think like when you can work together with a contractor and have that relationship and like yeah you know, we're, we're all fighting the same battle, whether it's with a client, whether it's at home, whether it's with your boss or whatever, like we're all here for the same reason. And if we can work together and have a laugh and get a job done and do our jobs and go home, like that's the biggest thing. And that's where like, I just really like working with like good people like yourself. Like we get on, if there's a problem, I call you, we figure it out, we get it done and, uh, and we move on. And like, it's not, like yelling at people or not yeah (laughs) it's you get more solved if you're actually communicating because i'm like i find like if you're screaming at people they they turn off like they're like all right i'm gonna wait till things come back and you don't really get anything across like you you need to have that critical conversation to say okay this is what the problem was um this is where we need to be these are the steps to solve it and then things will move faster because like if you're already fixing something or there's already a problem, you don't want to do it, you know, one more time to get it right. No, let's just deal with it. Get it, get it done and over with. Drop what you're doing, get it done and get on to the next job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, So I want, I want to phrase this question before we get too far in. So we know that you started off as an electrician, you got into flooring, but is there something you, you might've gone into if, you know, if you didn't get into flooring, like what, 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 what was your number three career? That, that's a great question because I did not grow up uh, wanting to be a carpet salesman. Um, it just, it, for whatever reason, it never crossed my mind, um, but we're here and I love it. Um, I actually always thought I was going to be a pro soccer player and my buddies that I played soccer with, if they listen to this, they're going to laugh. Um, cause I'm not good anymore, but I was good. You're probably and, still uh, better so, than most. So, <laughs> uh, maybe debatable, but, um, yeah, that was always like my dream growing up. And like, that's why I went to Nate too, on a scholarship to play soccer. Awesome. It wasn't really to go, to go there for school. Yeah. Um, so I always played, played a high level and then played a high level men. So that was kind of my, my, uh, original goal. And then I, after that, honestly, like, um i always wanted to be an actor even though i never got into acting i just i uh i don't know i've always liked attention so i was like i i thought like i tried out for big brother i tried to get on big brother didn't didn't work out i i made a couple rounds but i'll show you the video one day it's pretty good it's got like ten thousand views on it's got ten thousand views on youtube so oh that's sweet um yeah it's a good it's actually a really it's a good laugh but yeah i know soccer player yeah i and then uh soccer player but as yeah yeah there was nothing in between like i was never gonna be a i thought maybe after like i realized that that wasn't gonna happen i was like i could maybe do something in business but then i was like oh you gotta get like a 
for your degree, then you got to start at the bottom and like, like what kind of line of business would I go into? So I was really like confused. And then basically I was like, okay, I'm going to go, go work with my dad up North. Cause that seemed like his dad was an electrician. My dad was an electrician. I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm going to go be an electrician. And I, I quickly realized that the guys there uh, on site didn't want to work with me because I was a good electrician. They wanted to work with me because they like being around me. And then when I realized that I could monetize that in a business atmosphere, like selling, um, it was like, Oh shit. Like I can make more like, and when you're in a commission atmosphere where it's like, you know, more you sell, the more you make, I just like ran with it. So it was like every year I just sold more and made more and enjoyed it more and became more efficient, learned more and just kind of grew every year, like in every way. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. You realize that, that uh, being an electrician was kind of like the gateway. Cause I I've read books uh, where like they've spoken on, you know, uh, in construction, like you should almost have uh, people strictly on commission selling because like that's realistically like a that's the most the, the largest incentive you can give somebody and b you're probably only going to attract like the, like the the top dogs who are confident it's like yeah i can i can sell these products it may not translate to every area because like there's a certain touch uh, I guess being a GC, like I could see flooring being that way, but again, like there's a certain level of like, uh, I guess person personability is that the right word? Like, you, there's well, customer man, service that needs to be involved any, in in the process, right? T- totally. Like anyone that doesn't think they're a salesman, they're lying to themselves because everybody's like, I don't feel like a salesman. Um, I do like pro- like it's project management, but it's everybody's selling themselves. Like yeah. when you go meet a new client, you got to turn your sales face on. Like yeah. you got to, you're, you're selling That's yourself and your service and your product to this yeah. potential client. So you may call yourself a general contractor, but you could put an asterisk sales too. There, <laughs> for sure. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, for sure. For sure. Like, and that most industries it's, yeah, that's that's what you're doing. Believe that. Well, that's great for like that you got that exposure first because I know as a tradesperson, like when when we make the decision to go to run our own business, I'm that's the that's a learning curve. You don't see that probably till year two, three, because you think people will look at like the skill and craftsman side. Your skills, it, but, yeah. But the sales yeah. portion is is you know the people want to know the why and why you're better and what why you're going to deliver that product it's not necessarily like i know to put the studs 16 inch on center yeah. because the insulation fits in there like they don't care about that they just want to know that and yeah can any anyone can do that. that or not anyone but you yeah. know the next contractor can do that too but if you can build that trust and you know be transparent and all those other things that goes into your package that's how you've developed, you know, a good reputation, referrals, and yeah. you know, that's just how it grows. Did you find did you find that you started tracking certain certain aspects of like the sales journey? Like you found like, oh, this is the type of person I deal with best. Or were you like, well, like my question is like it seems in the last 
I want to say, let's let's give a timeline. Like this last 15, 20 years, there's definitely been a transition, like laminate. I remember when I first got into the construction industry, like laminate was where it's at. Like that was a new product. Everyone was slapping that down. And then someone someone got it wet and they're like, holy crap, like this is not this is not good. And then, you know, you started hearing the rumblings of, well, there's this other product like luxury vinyl plank. And now it's just like, now it's just vinyl plank. And now that's the product that everyone's throwing in. Like, like, did you find, you know, you, you started to kind of lean on, on any kind of data and, and products and kind of like advising those types of people. Like, what do you think, what do you think was the best thing to track as a salesperson? it really did not have much to do with like the trends of you have to be aware of that. Like when your client comes in to pick stuff, but yeah. for me, like, yeah, like, like you said, laminate was, was a big thing. Um, and now we have vinyl plank, but I mean, you really need to weigh out just like yourself. Like when you're talking to a client, like you have to ask all the questions, right. To find the best suited product yeah. for their space. Um, so as far as tracking goes, like not a ton of actual like data. It was more so like gauging your customer. Is it a rental? Is this your forever house? What's your budget? Yeah. How many kids do you have? Stuff like that. And then you really, what I take a lot of pride in is like spending somebody's money as if it was my own. So like, okay, yeah. like if they come in and they want to spend a dollar on laminate, like you're at the wrong store. Like, you know, we want it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we want I want to put something that we can stand behind warranty and, and uh, you know, that you'll be happy with. So um, there there's times where we aren't the best fit for certain clients. You know, if you have say that rental and yeah, your budget's 99 cents, then you need to find some off cuts from a container across the street <laughs> or whatever. But um, otherwise, like if you want, you know, we really like take pride in uh, value. Right. So, yeah. No, that definitely, that definitely that's makes taking, sense. That's asking all those questions, taking that all in internally and then spitting out, you know, the best product installer yeah. price for their space. And, um, and that's why I think I really like started to love this business because there's like satisfaction when you have a client that comes in and, and really doesn't even know where to start and you use your knowledge and, 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 uh, do your homework and stuff. And, and uh, and have really helped them and provide a, a solid service where at the end they're like, I can't thank you enough. Like I, I love my home or I yeah. did, like you've made this process so enjoyable versus like a nightmare. It could have been so like, <laughs> thank you so much. Like I'm going to tell my neighbor to come see you. And I'm like, like I go home with a smile on my face. Like yeah. that at that point, it's like, I don't really care about like, of course I care about the commission, but that is like, that's why I get up in the morning. Like, that's why I'm, you know, that's what I love. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. would you, would you, um, would you say you have kind of like a scripted, like flow chart for, for customers? Like, you know, if you don't all. have one, you Not. should almost create one. So when you start bringing on those junior sales guys, it's like, all right, here's a chart, memorize it. And, and you, you'll be, you'll be golden. <laughs> Every, everybody's got their own sort of style, but, um, yeah, there's no, I think the biggest thing is just being yourself, like being genuine, being honest and your customer will pick that up. And if you don't know something beyond, like go find it out. Don't pretend, don't lie. Like, you know, so just 
I think people really are attracted to like genuine good humans. So when you're like yourself and, and cool and nice, then, you know, people will want to do business with you and work with you and buy from you. So, uh, yeah, definitely no, no script, uh, by any means. Uh, and and, and I mean, (laughs) you gotta be like a chameleon because you're going to talk differently to, a 90 year old war vet than you would uh, (laughs) a 22 year old TikTok star. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely opposite ends of the spectrum to say. Well, you just, you walk, you walk differently to them. Like you say things differently. Your tone is different. Everything (laughs) like you're, you're totally like you, you know, I, Firm handshake to, to fist bump, right? <laughs> what, what, yeah, but you're, you're just, you're adapting and you're reading and I don't know, not, I mean, people that have like, that have that, they can, there's a lot of different industries that are you know, transferable yeah. and, and, uh, you know, just being able to read people and adapt and, and, uh, yeah, so definitely like, definitely the script changes depending yeah. on, not that I'm like a big, like first impression, but even just talking to someone for like, you know, a minute or two you can pick up like what if they want to get in and out or if they want to hang out for an hour yeah <laughs> and pick their floors <laughs> yeah yeah exactly the the only thing i was like we got to find a better metaphor for a salesperson because the only thing i like when i when i when you said chameleon it's like yeah you change to to match your your background but it's also because like they're kind of hiding and that's definitely not ne- definitely not you because you, you're not in the background hiding you're very you're very approachable and and uh and uh easy easy to speak to like you're not hiding so <laughs> well thank you so the next the next thing i wanted to speak about I don't always get an opportunity to talk to someone uh, so fresh into the process of, of buying, buying another business. So uh, let's, let's speak on, on the journey of, uh, of Mike and, uh, and partner finding world, world floor coverings. Yeah. So kind of a cool story, kind of a crazy story, kind of a one that I'll never forget. Um <laughs> Yeah, basically, I mean, we got to a point where, um, I I don't don't I, I don't want to say this the wrong way. I had an, an amazing experience, and I'm, I'm so grateful for my time at Ashley Fine Floors. I learned so much. I met so many good people. I really the building blocks um, were in place there, and uh, there was I, I'm forever grateful for that place and for Bob Heslip because he he trained me, and uh, and uh, I'll never say a bad thing about about them, but. Um, I did get to a point in my career where I was ready. I felt I was ready to be um, the guy in charge. And, uh, and I was, I was wanting that. And I find my, found myself coming home and complaining and just not being myself, not, I I was losing some motivation and and that was, that was me. And uh, so um, I knew the owner of uh, world floor coverings. They, they, he's been around for, for 21 years. And I, I knew him a bit. I knew his son and uh, knew who they were because we came across each other sometimes in, in business and, and shared certain accounts with different contractors and stuff. So I knew who they were. And um, I called them up out of the blue one day because um, I, I, I knew what I wanted. And <laughs> sure enough, I called them and, He's like, well, your, your timing's pretty impeccable because my business is for sale. And I, I didn't know if it was or not. I knew that his son was getting out of the business and so was his daughter. So I knew that there was a chance. 
Yeah. Um, and he said, like, if my kids wanted this, you know, I would have given it to them, but they have, they're, they're great people. Uh, Kate's got her, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the, it's the business isn't for ever, anyone or for everyone. And, uh, and they certainly have other, many other opportunities. Um, uh, so, so his business was for sale and, uh, it was, a, it was a, the, the, the infrastructure and, the everything I kind of needed to, to, to operate my, my business that I had was there. So, so, so my eyes lit up when I, when he said it was for sale and, and everything. And, um, <laughs> so, but then he told me that, that the, the deal was, he said, I, I will, I wish you called me a couple months ago because, um, I'll meet with you, but I'm, but I'm pretty far along with this, with another buyer. And, um, but I want to help you out. And, and I, I, it's not a done deal. So anyway, I meet with him and he breaks this to me and I see the space and he tells me that, you know, he wished that I called him and I'm like, and then I leave that meeting like crushed. Like, I'm like, <laughs> <That's> too- <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm like, this is, it. this is, it. this was it. I'm like, ah, so anyway, like a week, 10 days pass and I text them and I'm like, is the deal done? He's like, no, can I call you this afternoon? Yeah, you can. (laughs) So we chat and uh, he's like, I like, I like that you're interested. These guys are dragging their feet, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm ready. Next in line. Like, I'm like, I know what I want. Let's do this. And uh, so, so then um, that was Wednesday. And then on the Friday, no, Saturday, Saturday morning, I text him and I text him this meme and it's, uh, it's a guy saying, I'm still here. <laughs> and he responds back with, ha ha, I like it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, and, and then, and then I put my, and I tell my wife, I'm like, he responded. She's like, Oh, and then uh, a couple minutes later, he, he, sends me a text saying like um can you meet me tomorrow to put forth a, a formal offer to purchase I'm like, yes so we, we chatted that later that day on the phone and uh he said that he showed his wife that he was with his wife at the lake when he, she saw that meme come in she's and she's like daryl you need to give this kid a chance like this was you 30 years ago yeah. and uh so so that so so i thank kim cook for that <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, after that, it was, it was, it was history. And, uh, and then he later told me, he said, I, uh, maybe I can't talk about that. I don't know. But <laughs> um, he la- anyway, that, that's, that's the gist of it. And then it was, and then it was, uh, it was a done deal. And, um, and yeah, now, uh, me and my, me and my partner, Marcus are there and we are enjoying it. <laughs> awesome it's, that's, uh, that's actually yeah. a pretty awesome story uh, like it's it's all all these chance opportunities essentially just like again like sticking with the you know communicating and and keeping in touch i mean it, it, that almost applies oh, not only in buying the, the business but that, sales right the follow-up on that was huge and yeah he's like you wanted it more than these other guys and they were probably better suited to like you know, with more, more experience, they were quite a bit older, more money, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
but he's like, but you wanted it more. And, and, and now like looking back, he's like, you were the right guy for sure. I would, I would uh, disagree with that statement saying that they were better suited. Like if they, if they really wanted it and knew what they could potentially turn that into, they would have, they would have acted faster or. Well, that's, that's, that's (laughs) my, that's my thought too. And that, that was where like, I knew what I wanted and and they, uh, maybe it wasn't as important to them because they had other ventures or other things going on, but I knew that this was, this was for me and this was, and I was ready and, uh, and I was, I wanted to pounce on it. So that's why, yeah. He said the deal is probably going to be done in two weeks. And then, yeah, 10 days passed. I'm like, is it done? And then <laughs> he reached out to them, didn't like their response. And then I was up to the plate and I showed up with a bottle of scotch, a letter of intent and a non-refundable deposit. And we were there off to the are. races. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, there's, <laughs> I remember when I, I started my business, that was like, 20 it was august 2015 and i think like two weeks after that's when uh, i forget who the uh the premier wasn't stelmack it was the the guy after and he had this big speech saying it's like get ready for austerity measures like alberta is like on on in res- almost like it's headed to recession mode like you expect yeah. taxes and stuff to go up and starting the business you know i i heard two things i heard either this is like the, the best time to start a business because like once you like learn to run a business in like the most difficult of conditions like you're pretty much set to weather other conditions and the other totally. side was like you're crazy like this is like why are you starting a business now so like you're essentially in the same boat as i was like six years ago it's like why would you buy a flooring company in the middle of a pandemic like in the midst of a of recession but it's like well, now you know how to operate in a lean time and so like yeah you'll you'll hope the hope always for for myself and businesses like myself is like when things get really good we don't get greedy we don't we don't buy that you know that mclaren f1 like we we put that that extra money aside so you know we're ready for when it gets for a rainy day yeah 100 percent. it's funny you say that because thinking back to my my the people around me, my family, my close friends, um, you know, mentors, people I talk to a lot uh, about business and about my abilities, my future and stuff. They, everyone had so much belief in me that I could take that next step and was ready for an excitement. Uh, So I can't say there was a ton of people like being like, don't do it. Don't do it. But even like Daryl said, like even that Daryl was like, are you sure you want to do that? He's like, why would he's like, what, he, like, he's like, why would, why would you want to be an owner? He's like, I know people in this industry, some of them, they make more money than anyone. They have less stress and, and they're not, uh, they're just, they're sales guys. And even like my former boss was like, why would you, you know, there's the fucking pandemic. You made great money last year. You know, what do you got to complain about? And I said to him, I'm like, Bob, I'm not, I can't explain it. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. from the outside in, I shouldn't be leaving, <laughs> but I, this is what I want. And, you know, we'll have a beer one day and he'll say, you know, he was in the same boat 25 years ago and he did the same thing. We have similar blood. So um, it's not in everyone. And, but I just, you know, yeah, um, I definitely encourage people if they feel like they're ready to, for that next step, and you have a good support system and there's some arrows pointing towards you being able to do it, then do it. Oh yeah. Like 
just go for it. Cause you know, you can always, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to regret it if you don't. Um, Cause years will pass, decades will pass and you will say, I should have done this or I should have, could have, would have. And uh, yeah, I just, I can't explain it. Like it's just go for it. <laughs> well, there's two, there's two things that I follow. Um, there's never a better time than now. And there will never be the perfect time to do anything. You, you, you yeah. just have to set out and do it. And if it uh, goes awesome, uh, you probably won't learn anything. But if you if you fuck it up, you're going to learn far more from that uh, uh, any day of the week. And hopefully, what you do learn, you, you improve upon it and you, you make something s- successful in the second second run, right? hundred percent. And honestly, like, yeah, make mistakes. Like life's short, you know, to, to, to <laughs> play it safe. And I know it, I know it's like cliche. It's like, Oh yeah, life's short. Don't play it safe. And like, I'm not saying like be stupid. I'm not saying like, but I'm saying like, make cal- believe in yourself, make calculated decisions and yeah. do your homework, do your research, run the numbers and fucking go. <laughs> yeah if you can if you can if you can figure that out like find find the targets like that's that's always like you said the calculated risk like you know you want to set those goals that uh, you can attain because then you're driving to someone and that was something i had to learn like it took like two three learn two three years to kind of like figure out figure out those numbers because i had nothing um i <laughs> that's probably the one thing I wish I could have gotten before starting my own business is how to figure out the numbers. But luckily I'm a, I'm a, I was a quick learner on my own. I've always, they don't, they don't, they don't right? teach you that. Up. They no. don't teach you that out in flair. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not flair. Even here, like the company I was working for, like I was kind of like trying to edge myself to like, or point myself in that direction where I could learn it. And, and it was met with not, I wouldn't No, I was going to say fierce resistance, but I mean, as, as a, as a business owner, I get it. Like it's proprietary knowledge. You don't want to hand that out. Cause then it's, it's kind of like those, it's kind of that thing where people, you know, you don't give people your, your sin or your, what your last year's taxes were like your tax return, right? Like it's, it's private knowledge that you should keep to yourself. And I get that now it'd just be nice to, to know, like, how to deal with people, the sales side, how, how to, how well, to estimate things like that. Like I'm, I'm all self-taught at this point. <laughs> well, that's, that's kudos to you. But nowadays it's like, you don't need a, a boss to teach you some of those things. Look at all these people on YouTube and Google, like everything's at the tip of our fingertips now. Like if I don't know something, it's Siri or alexa or, or google and now, i find it out in two now seconds I, now i feel old because like the birth I, I was part of the birth of of the internet and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was like 2000 and 2007 or 8 that when i finally like joined facebook and i'm pretty sure facebook was around for like 10 years <laughs> before <laughs> that it's, to like, the party, it's like and youtube and all this stuff like it's just tools that i've started like okay maybe i should google this and see what the community says it's so stupid <laughs> now like the generations after us it's like i'm gonna learn how to how to code i'm gonna learn how to estimate because it's it's all i'm sure they can find it somewhere at the end of the day right <laughs> Now, so is there just to close out this portion, 
what's the one advice that you would give someone thinking of buying a business or looking to the buy a business? Like what, what would, what would you tell them to do first? I would talk to your family because you don't want to make any decisions or rash decisions. If you have people that rely on you, um, I would talk to people closest to you, you know, talk to as many people that are close to you as you can, because they're going to give you the honest truth, not, not bullshit. So do that. I would, uh, have a, have a good lawyer. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the rabbit in my ear. Um, yeah, I think I the biggest thing is, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking out here. Um, <laughs> that's all right. I mean, yeah, I agree but, with those first two for sure. Yeah. I know, I know the first Two's one good. you listed, I did the complete opposite. It was basically like, I sent in my two, two weeks notice and I told my wife who was like, I think she was, uh, she's probably like one or two months pregnant and trying to keep it a secret. It's always <laughs> funny how the first one goes. Cause you're always worried about losing it or something like that. And I told her, it's like, yeah, I quit my job. I'm, uh, I'm starting my own business. And that was like August long weekend. And it was like, like three days later, it's like we were incorporated and I was looking for work. Like <laughs> I did the complete opposite. I didn't tell, I only told one person essentially, and that was it. <laughs> well, good for you, man. You got bigger balls than me. I, I, I was like, Sam, um, can I, should we, should we do this? And she's like, she was like my biggest supporter. Cause, yeah. um, yeah, she just, she was like, yes, yes. She's like, I don't care if you're going to make less money. I don't care if, uh, you know, as long as you're happier and, and yeah. you're in control of your destiny and your, your future, then, uh, yes, go for it. Let's do this. Like, so yeah, it was definitely a, it's a big but, picture. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah, people exactly, don't see exactly. that. It's definitely a big long-term bigger, bigger picture. And now yeah. we were talking about it earlier today. Like I swear, once I had kids, like my mind shifted a little bit. Cause I don't know if I would have, if I would have needed or felt the need to like take that next step. Um, I've always been like a, a driver and wanted more and stuff, but definitely like after having a couple of kids, a three-year-old and a two-year-old boy. And they're like, after that, it was like, I'm thinking big picture, long-term, yeah. like bigger, better. And, uh, and I think that was, yeah, I definitely saw a shift after that. Cause before it was like, gosh, like I probably would have just, you know, been fine being a, a sales guy, making, you know, a good commission and, and, uh, enjoying life. But after you got a family and kids and <laughs> yeah, you want something for them too, right? If yeah. there's an opportunity for them to get into business, that's something that they don't have. And, uh, it, you know, it's something to fall back on or thrive in and, um, they'll have that opportunity. And if they want it, great. If they don't, then whatever they want yeah. if they want to be an actor or a soccer superstar <laughs> then go for it go i just for it, yeah. i'm yeah to a point that, oh, yeah. that yeah, there's there's expensive. the reality check at some point that you have to throw yeah. in there right <laughs> yeah becky you're 42 you're still <laughs> yeah You'll have to ask Sam because I was actually uh, I I was in a play. There was a production that I was involved in that you know and performed. Hang on, hold hold that thought. Go back to this before I forget. <laughs> Sam was just at the farm this past week weekend yeah. or week, and she was with Jose, and she's like, guess guess what Mike's doing on Wednesday <laughs> night? She's like, he's doing a podcast with with Kyle. 
She's like, what? She's like, oh my God. She's like, Mike would be on a podcast. And actually, Kyle would host the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny how like this, how small the world gets. It, it, like you don't even realize it some days. It just, it just happens, right? <laughs> oh, it's insane. Like just to, to the listeners, quick, quick recap. I had a, I brought a file home to work on um, some stuff at home. And it was open and it said Kyle Columbe dynamic gener- and Sam's like, I know this guy. Is he from, and then I, is he from Flair, which is five in the middle of nowhere, five hours Northwest. <laughs> yeah, north, northwest. <laughs> I'm like, I'll ask him. She's like, yeah, I went to school with him. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Small world. Crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I, I've, I found other ways. That's another thing about the construction industry too, just with the network. Cause I've met people that uh, they may not ne- necessarily been like a direct connection, but like they've had ties to like the area back in Folair or um, I mean, whenever I've, I drop my last name in, in and around the like Sturgeon County, people always ask if I'm, if I know such and such from Legal cause like the Colombs founded Legal. It's like, Oh, I'm definitely related to those colognes, but I don't know any of them. There's even a street. Every once in a while, I'll brag. It's like, yeah, there's a street in Legal named after me. And Legal is like a town with like a thousand people. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's me. Yep. Uh, my uh, forefathers are painted on the side of the post office, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you who they are. <laughs> that's just what my dad tells me. <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's back, cool. Back, just, back, just to you, back, back to you doing a play. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, I was like, yeah. What the, so, so I had short aspirations of being an actor. So, uh, like, like I said, that Sam, Sam may remember because I've well, I was I was in one, and then uh, there's a handful where I had like small parts where like I was in the crowd and I would like kind of like jump on the stage to do some sort of some sort of dance or something like that. So I definitely so, speak so it wasn't to, like wasn't like Shakespeare type. Uh, I was in a Shakespeare play. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was in a Shakespeare play. I was I was in a play written by a former a former uh, well a GPV alumni. Like uh, there was a there was a small series. Uh, it was called Mellow Yellow, and actually named after the the old drink to combat Mountain Dew. I don't think you can get it anymore, but it was kind of like a small spy thriller, kind of uh, set uh, kind of modeled off of Team America. Very. To this day, it's very inappropriate. Like, uh, if anyone, if any, if I was to run to office, this would come to light, and I would be like typecast as like a either like a, a cultural appropriation. Like, I, I essentially what I'm saying is like I could probably never run for office at this point, and I'm gonna leave it there. But <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I could. I mean, if you look at Justin Trudeau, I mean, uh, you know, he's the leader of, of uh, the second freest world uh, country in the world, and uh, you know, he's he's definitely done some sketchy stuff so maybe maybe what i'm saying is there's a chance <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go too into detail into that <laughs> yeah yeah we won't we'll let we'll let the the reporters dig it up when the time comes <laughs> uh, so man we're, we're just this was awesome like uh didn't even make it through everything and that's good I, you never want to you never want to run out of things to talk about but let's let's uh let's chat about uh uh either what's the best way to get in touch plug something is there a project that you're doing that you know you want to speak to um so to to start with that list what's the best way to to reach out to mike 
probably my email, Mike M at worldfloorcoverings.com. And then uh, pretty, pretty active on LinkedIn. Yeah. And then I got my personal Instagram account, which is bu- at buzz double underscore has not really um, business <laughs> orientated, but that's, that's me. Um, What's and the then, personal yeah, or, Instagram about? Is it just, just living life or is it still related to the flooring? Well, if you, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, it's, it's evolved for 10 years, but I mean, now it's pretty much like whatever Sam cooks uh playing with the kids the odd (laughs) breakfast sandwich um and then some beers and uh yeah and then some stuff around the office but what um, what breakfast sandwich is on your mind currently you said the odd breakfast sandwich like is it is it just like well i'm a big breakfast big breakfast sandwich guy i mean this morning (laughs) so our our office is two seconds from fife and deckel they make an insane breakfast sandwiches some people <laughs> yeah. don't even realize that they make breakfast sandwiches um so yeah check that out if you get the chance um but our uh <laughs> sorry i'm gonna get off track here that's um, fine this is an off our, <laughs> <laughs> um our world world at world floor coverings on uh on uh instagram yeah. we're, we're um we're starting to post a lot more we're doing uh we're gonna try and do some some cool stuff uh, some engaging stuff and uh yeah we just want to add value connect with you know good people in edmonton and surrounding area good contractors good restoration project managers um good home builders custom home builders and then anyone that's doing a reno or stuff like that so um yeah we want to we have a amazing group of people um that yeah. want to work with good good people so yeah. that's our thing it's like when people come in they feel welcome there's smiles there's we're we're all just enjoying life and and we just happen to be selling floors <laughs> awesome awesome yeah do you do you have a tagline that you use for world flooring well they had one and we are currently still using it we might do a new one i don't know um i don't know how long they've had it for but their, their tag or slogan was home is where life happens. I still don't know for sure if we're going to keep it's not, it. But it's not yours. It kind of makes you'll, sense. I, I, you'll have to, you'll, you'll, you'll find something. Yeah, like that's, that's probably another, like another no conversation. No shit, home right? is where life happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's, 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 that's the previous owner's uh uh shtick that's their yeah that's their uh that's their tagline you'll find yours like it just it just takes time like for me yeah for me it took uh it took essentially five years to figure it out so i'm uh you'll you'll hopefully figure it out sooner <laughs> sooner than i did <laughs> well we'll see yeah we inherited that and uh yeah who knows they, they've done a they've done a really good job of um creating a great reputation in the city and and working with good good people and uh doing good honest business and um yeah we may do some rebranding down the line but we definitely want to hold the the uh the original owners thoughts in our in our uh in our motto and everything and uh yeah we've taken a good taken a taken a good company and now we're just trying to kind of tweak it and make it our own and uh yeah so far so good so well 
thank you so much, Mike, for uh, for joining thank me on you. this podcast. This was awesome. So uh, again, for all your listeners, this is Mike McCormick with World Floor Coverings. Check him out on uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and check out his website. So other than that, have a good night, Mike. Thank you very much. <laughs> this was awesome. a pleasure, and uh, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Well, there you have it. That was an awesome chat that I had with Mike. Very happy to have him on the show, and congratulations congratulations again on your new venture. I know you'll make the most of it, and uh, we should be working in the future here again soon. Now, for those of you who enjoyed this show, make sure you rate, review, If you're interested in talking with Mike, follow up with him on either LinkedIn, Instagram, or visit his webpage. And uh, for the podcast, our podcast, make sure you either visit our website, either at dynamicgeneralcontractingltd.com, visit us on Podbean under the Prairie Contractor Podcast, or search us on either Google or Apple Podcasts. So... That's it for this episode. I hope you all have a great weekend and we will chat with you next week. See you later. You're listening to a dynamic, innovative podcast.